What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the night of the fights with host MMA cover me and then co-host Jake. Jake, what's going on? I know. Yeah, I'm good, man. We had a like a little malfunction, so I figured we would redo the intro because I didn't sound yeah. like that. <laughs> a big fight card this weekend. Uh, thirty days out. No, I think it's like thirty days. Maybe it's like twenty nine now, but twenty nine days out till Connor and. Uh, Poirier three. Oh my god, dude! There's so much going on. I'm um, excited to see what Connor can do in, in the trilogy, especially if he can make the right adjustments. I think he can definitely beat Poirier. He needs to. He needs to not be the nice guy. <laughs> he needs to not yeah. be the nice guy. I don't like that version of Connor. Um, we got a, we got a major fight card coming up. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about boxing wise. Well, not. Oh. Yes, non-YouTuber and all that trash stuff. Yes, that too. Um, but last night PFL four, um, that one hurt me a little bit. I didn't like that one. I got upset by that. Why? I got upset in the fact that you know, obviously we know Anthony Pettis is on PFL and you know, fighting go all so well. And so I was oh. hoping you know, for his redemption fight to go a little bit better, you know, and then a couple hours ahead of that, they were like, oh, uh, Pettis is backed out. And I was like, what happened? Come on. So yeah. that happened. But Clarissa uh, Shields, man. Clarissa Shields. She did it. She did it. And I told everybody that she was going to do it. And everybody was like, no, no, it's a different sport. It's a different sport. Oh, she did it. She did yeah, it. In she fact, she did hard. I give credit to where she's training at. She's training down there in uh, Albuquerque with John Jones and all them. So yeah, Jackson Wink. Yeah, yeah, she has she has the right she has the right set of tools in her arsenal. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, but her the debut. Her, she was fighting definitely wasn't like a top level. Some level. some yeah. Uh, PFL has another Olympian too, don't they? Or a boxer, another boxer like that too. From what I, I think heard, so yeah. And everybody was like, oh, we'll have those two fight now. And it was like, ooh. I was like, that, that, that's a good fight. I love it. Um, man, there's I, – I liked her debut. I thought it was good. From the highlights that I seen, I didn't get to actually catch the fight. But her highlights, they were pretty good. She, she yeah, like she lost had... the first two rounds and came back in the third. I, I don't understand PFL's scoring system. Like, their scoring system is weird. Like, to me – like, the biggest thing for me is, like, I don't like seeing at the bottom of the screen, like, if you watch PFL, they show you, like, what they're scoring it as each round goes. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, I don't like knowing what my fighter is getting scored. Like, keep it undisclosed until the end of the fight, and then you can tell me, hey, this this person got this, this person got that. Like, tell me, don't show me it now. Show me it after the fight. Like, tell me it after the fight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, PFL debut for Clarissa Shields in the books. Um, not really anybody I want to see her fight right away. Um, not really sure what they're going to do with her. I'm not sure if they're going to push her right away, what they're going to do. So we have to see what they do with her. Uh, focusing on the other side of things, the eight-round exhibition boxing fight between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul went down. That was a disaster, dude. Oh yeah, everything 
itself was just a disaster, man. Honestly. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, I'd like to say uh, fair play to Logan Paul because he, he did... Uh, his stamina never really held up in the fight, but he did make it to the final bell. Yeah, 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 you made it to the final bell, man. But, like, dude, I don't know. It's just everything about that fight just seems so, like, so wonky. Everything about it just seemed, like, out of place. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you had Logan's brother there, Jake, and, you know, Jake was doing, oh, he beat me with her, he beat me with her. And it was like, dude, you must have not been informed on the rules, man. The rules state no win. You lost every single round. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't even close, dude. Like, there's, uh, I get we say it a lot in in this field of sports, but there's close, and then there's like not even close. And dude, you weren't, your brother wasn't even close, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Look at those stats. Logan wasn't keeping up at all. There's no way. Um, and then. People are saying that there's a, there's a part in one of the rounds where it looks like Logan gets knocked out. Logan said he didn't get knocked out. You clearly replay that clip, though, and it looks like he's knocked out. But he said he wasn't. I think he was. Yeah, I think he might have been. <clears throat> and Floyd even said it. Floyd goes, I could have finished him if I wanted to. He goes, I just, it's not, it wasn't in the thing. I can't finish him. Yeah, I think him Floyd wanted to make it entertaining. A bit oh, like yeah. go the distance, you know. And and I want to say props to Logan for you know coming out in the second round. You know he was throwing some shots at at Floyd. You know Floyd was dodging yeah. everything. You know, but Logan has, uh, Logan has that that arsenal of you know he has stuff that he can use. He has stuff that he doesn't use on a on a regular. And uh, I know a while back before the fight, I think this was. Bellator when Bellator was going on uh they they had him on there and he said that he would like to make the transition into the octagon and yeah. that being inside of Bellator which I mean he is a wrestler he's a high school wrestler and yeah, all he that he could so. do it he he, yeah, like, he, he could be an MMA fan. he has it he has he has reach he has height you know it's just a it's just a it's just a moment of what class he wants to be in, where he feels comfortable at. I think I would say for Logan, uh, what they weigh in at, I think they weighed in at like, I know Floyd was 155. So I think Logan was one. I know there was like a 30 pound weight difference. I think he, I, I think, think he was about 187. Or something one, like yeah, 180, 185, 186, I think is what, uh, Logan was so I think Logan I think Logan could make that transition you know yeah um, if, if, I, feel, I feel like he, he's got a lot of attributes for uh, the mixed martial arts game especially oh, the height the reach the his uh, reach, the range um, the wrestling everything his reach is incredible yeah Logan's reach is, is incredible um, obviously we know his his brother's gonna be fighting Tyrone Woodley here uh, sometime soon I, I think I think that's in like the summer or something yeah, but his boy, um, his boy couldn't do MMA in my opinion. His, his no, his brother, his brother, his brother couldn't, and uh, yeah, dude. So I'm just, I mean, I'm not really happy. I'm, I mean, I'm not really like too. I wasn't too excited about that card. I was just like, oh, it was what it was. Whatever. It was just an eight round sparring match. That's all it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But props to Logan, man. 
for lasting eight rounds with one of the greatest boxers, you know, that being Floyd Mayweather. Uh, turning attention to this weekend. Uh, yeah, this weekend. Might as well turn attention to this weekend. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Damian yep. Ma versus Bahal Muhammad. Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Davison Figueredo. Brandon Moreno. And Adesanya versus Vittori. And I already have my picks all laid out. Uh, go ahead and do our picks real quick. Run through that. Uh, for that opening fight on the main card, I got Jamal Hill by second round TKO. Oh, second round TKO. I know my picks, dude. Wait till you hear my picks, man. They are fire. They okay. are fire. I am ready for this one. Uh, Jamal Hill, it's not as bad as the past ones. Oh, dude, this they're good, dude. Don't worry, don't worry. I, I, dude, I did my homework this time. Uh, so yeah, like I said, Jamal Hill, second round TKO. Uh, Damian Maya, right? That's yep, Damian Maya. Uh, Damian Maya, uh, third round decision. Uh, third round decision. Nate Diaz, KO in third round. I think so. I don't like Leon Edwards. Can't stand him. Uh, here's where it gets interesting. Here's where it gets real interesting. Guy. Davidson Figueredo, second round submission. Wow. I oh, said that, okay. yep. And then uh, Adesanya by second round TKO. That's that. Okay. That's the, yeah. that's the that's end a of good that. Pick. Okay, my pick. <laughs> that is the end of that. My picks are, uh, I've got... Um... Paul Craig um, by knockout in the second round. Um, I've got Damian Meyer by decision. Leon Edwards by decision. Um, uh, Moreno by fourth round submission. Ooh. And uh, if I remember rightly... Uh, I think I think I've got Adesanya in the first round. So I think uh, like okay. So yesterday, obviously, we had the press conference, and uh, man, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a press conference like that in a minute, man. Homie was getting mad over there in the corner. Um, yeah, Marvin Vittori, and here's. Here's where it's at. Here's what I was thinking yesterday. I kind of figured this out last night. And I figured this out last night. And I figured this out uh, after that press conference. What this is, and we know he does it best, and he's done it with a lot. He's done it with a lot of his last opponents. This is mental warfare at its highest peak. And Adesanya is leading the charge in mental warfare. It's head game. It's head game warfare. So he's basically getting in the getting in the mindset of Marvin Vittori, making Marvin Vittori pissed off, angry. All of this, all of it. It's all building up as Adesanya sits back. Adesanya's holding, holding, holding his line, pissing off Vittori. Vittori comes Saturday when they fight is going to be fighting off of nothing but raw aggression, and that is where Adesanya is going to catch him. Because you yep. can't, nobody can fire back at Adesanya like Adesanya does, you know? 
Uh, yeah, he's definitely beating him in. Um, oh, big time. Vitt- why did Vittori take the bait? It's the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. He he likes to, you know, Adesanya said it best yesterday um, at the at the press conference, but he goes, you you pride yourself on hope and, you know, you you think that's going to help you in the in the rematch, you know? I mean, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But you can't expect three years, what happened three years ago to happen, you know, now doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I mean, look at the change in Adesanya from those three years ago to now. He's a completely different level, completely different fighter, completely different, different breed of a, of an MMA fighter, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think I think honestly, man, I just think Adesanya Adesanya has the right weapon. You know? Yeah, what, especially his style of striking and taking oh, defense. Very, very much. And you know, a lot of people are gonna say that, oh well, his his striking didn't look too nice, too too clean against Yan. Well, of course it's not gonna look clean against Yan. Yan's a heavyweight or light heavyweight compared to a middleweight, you know. And people forget Jan is a solid striker. Oh yeah, I've heard. Um, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago when he was training for the Adesanya fight. He was training with some top kickboxers in Poland. Poland is, I mean, at the end of the day, man. Israel has Israel has that that weaponry. Marvin doesn't have anything. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have. He doesn't have the weaponry. He doesn't have the arsenal. He doesn't even have that many top names under his belt. Sure, he might. Uh, Marvin Vittori might have top names under his belt, but not as many as Adesanya. I mean, you got to think. Adesanya's fought, you know, he he's fought legends before. He's fought. He's uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson, Whitaker, Darren Till. He's fought all of them. What happens though? What happens this weekend when he's not fought Darren Adesan- Till. Huh? He's not fought Darren Till. He hasn't? No. I thought he has. No. He, f- he fought Gaslam. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Gaslam. <laughs> um what happens this weekend though, you know, obviously when he runs through Marvin, you know, who like he's the division's already almost empty. <laughs> Yeah, but Whitaker is still out there. Oh well, yeah, Whitaker's out there. Whitaker's just chilling right now. T- Till's making his return in August, um, and he don't got to worry about Yoel anymore. Yoel's doing <laughs> his own thing. Yeah, you don't got to worry about Yoel, and he, well, Costa. I don't know what's up with Costa. He's he's complaining he doesn't get paid enough for a main event fighter when he's not really anything special. <laughs> Like, 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 dudes, you've just been knocked out in your last fight against the champion, and you're asking for more money. It doesn't. And make you sense. said you were gonna knock him out. You said you were gonna knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I gotta love it. Um, obviously, you know that co-main dude. You know that is where I've been at for the last couple months. I've waited and waited. Uh. Wow, dude, it's crazy to think that this co-main fight happened in December. 
Yeah. Let that sink in. December. Yeah. It feels like it was so far away. Like, so long ago this happened. And it literally just happened last year. We have have been waiting long for this fight to get arranged for an event. So, it's good to see... This this fight's going to be a war, in my opinion. Oh, this is this is definitely, this is definitely the biggest. Like, I don't know. To most people, most people are like, "Oh, this is like the lowest, the lowest, uh, the lowest fight on the fight card." It's like this is the highest for me, man. Yeah. Like this, this fight, this fight literally is what, you know, is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this fight for, almost the whole, you know. Holy what what I think is going to happen, I think uh, Brandon Moreno is going to win. And I feel like more Mexican fans are going to start looking at the UFC and more UFC oh, fans yeah. are going to start looking at the flyweight division. It, it, it's a very underrated, I don't want to say underrated division. It's a very like out of the spotlight division, if we think about it. Yeah. I mean, sure, it had its little spike last year, you know, when obviously you seen Joseph Benavidez and Alex. Oh, Alex Borg. Uh, when that fought Figueredo, uh, Perez? No, I don't think it was Perez. Uh, Alex Perez, yeah. That fought Moreno, or that fought yeah. uh, Figueredo? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think like. Obviously, you know, it had its peak when it was like Joseph fighting for the title, Alex fighting for the title, and now, you know, Brandon uh Brandon fighting for the title. So, you know, it it has it definitely has had its little peak of energy, like, hey, I'm this division too, you guys forgot about. And uh yeah. there's a lot of flyweights, man, that I feel don't get enough recognition, you know, um for being in that division, you know. Brandon Moreno, definitely one of them, you know. You don't really hear people really talk about flyweights as much as, like, you used to. Yeah. And, you know, I have I have no hate against Brandon Moreno. I have no hate against Davidson Figueredo. I just, I think, I think in, in, certain, in certain light, I think that Davidson is a next-level fighter. I Dude is dude is a scary fighter. He is he's he's shown some crazy things before. <laughs> like watching watching him wise, he's he's definitely a talented fighter. Same thing with Brandon Moreno. He's a very talented fighter too. Yeah, no doubt they're both talented fighters. They're both the best in the division in my opinion. Oh, and no no doubt that, you know, you know, Brandon Moreno He's he's a he's a tough fighter. I mean, look at last time they fought. He brought he brought a fight to to Figueredo. You know, Figueredo yeah, with, with, with a, a with a fractured arm as well. With a fractured arm, you know, and obviously the whole. I'm hoping I'm hoping there's no point deduct no point deductions like there was last time. You know, last time I know that was all Davidson's fault, and I know everybody was like, "Oh, he's trying." I know, I know. All right, don't worry. Ain't gonna happen this time. It's not going to be any point deductions. I actually don't like Davis and Figueredo because I actually think he's a bit of a... I'm not going to say... He's a bit like Vittori in a way because uh, I feel like he might be on something, on the voids or something. 
man. Dude has literally got horns growing out of his head. Because <laughs> he's the devil. That's why. Um, no, nah, man. Like, like I said, I I have much respect for both fighters. I I, I respect both fighters a lot. Um, you know, and that that says a lot for somebody who who beat uh who beat my own cousin Joseph Benavides. That says a lot. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. Um, like I said, dude, I I have respect for him. I I, I respect him very much. I respect both of them. And uh, I saw I saw what he did at the press conference. I know I know he did the little the little push, and I know everybody was like, "Oh, that's it. That's I hope he gets it now." It's like, man, calm down. He's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, did you uh, see um, Brandon Moreno showing off his Legos as well? Yeah, dude, dude. Hey, dude's got some mad Lego skills. Like I ain't yeah. even gonna lie. Like, <laughs> dude. At, let me tell you, at my current age right now bro i i dude i take time building legos this man does it with like ease like dude i don't know <laughs> he's dude dude's talented in that too it's always it's always those ones that are talented and him you and Izzy had some... a ufc a ufc title challenger uh, building legos <laughs> i mean you look at volkanovsky and you look at volkanovsky and they're playing they're playing xbox and all that i mean <laughs> Yeah. Um. No. Very, very talented in many arts, many forms. Uh. Just like the next two fighters that are going to be taking stage tomorrow in that welterweight division. Nate Diaz, the return of Stockton, California's own Nate Diaz. So excited. Uh. Versus Leon Edwards. Woo. Uh. It. It's a Nate Diaz. Is it like? It must be in Nate Diaz fashion to smoke at a press conference. Yeah, definitely. It must be. Because with without fail, this man shows up yesterday, shows up to the press conference, and I was like, all right, I was like, cool, Nate's there. I was like, let's see what happens. Sure enough, within a couple minutes into this press conference, this man's already smoking, and I was like, oh, I was like, typical Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz fashion. I I honestly thought we were going to get an announcement for the, but nothing really. Happened. You know, you know, with the whole with the whole brothers coming back into this and everything like that. I think when we can possibly see that question at least, and that's the thing. Like, so I think the I think when we're gonna see this question before I get on on my second topic about that, uh, before we see. Like, obviously, when we get an update on Nick's return, I think it'll be either tonight, you know, or uh, tomorrow night after the fights. Obviously, when Dana sits down and tells us, like, hey, okay, ask, uh, obviously, they ask his questions, and then he answers them. So I think Dana will basically say, like, hey, we're going to get it tomorrow, you know. Tomorrow, maybe we'll find an answer out. Um, Other than that, though, dude, you know, um. I think at this point for Nick, it's just finding somebody for him to fight, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, but my honest opinion on the Leon Edwards fight versus Nate Diaz, I think Leon Edwards is going to dominate the whole fight and take it to the distance. I think, I, I mean, I can see that happening. Yeah, I see it, I see it happening. Um, 
I'm not really sure what the Walter Waite title picture is looking like right now. I don't. We don't know. I mean, but we know Kobe we got has to fight for the title next. Eventually, you would think, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so eventually you would think Colby right now is at sitting at number one. Um, Leon's probably what number three, number four. Well, um, number two. I don't know because you've got Burns and Thompson up there. Masvidal that's what I'm saying. You also, a little bit probably. That's what I'm saying. You also have Burns and Thompson in July on the Connor on the Connor and Poirier card, or on the Connor yeah. and Dustin card. So you have you have them in July, and then you have remember you have Michael Chiesa, which yeah. won in, which he won. So it's like you you know what are you guys doing with the welterweights? Hold on, who's who's taking who's taking center stage? At the higher end of that division, I think it's really stacked. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely a stacked division. That's why there's no yeah. control in it right now. You know, they're yeah. making all these fights left and right. But what's who's really center? Who's taking center stage, and who has control of what's going on? <laughs> yeah, quick question. Um, do you think who do you think Masvidal will return to fight? Me being a Masvidal fan, me me being a big Masvidal fan, uh. What I would love, what I would love to see is, hear me out. Let's say, let's say hypothetically, this is this is in my own little mind. All right, this is what I think. Okay, let's say hypothetically, Nate Diaz does beat Leon Edwards. Right, that yeah. call out that fighters get, that call out goes directly towards Jorge Masvidal. And says, hey, you still have that BMF title? Let's run it back again. Yeah, I could there see you that. Go. Another good there shout go. is, I think, Kiesa. Or Kiesa, yeah. Because they you fought know, lightweight as well. Uh, Who did? Him and uh, Masvidal? Masvidal and Kiesa. Okay, yeah. There, there's another, there's another, uh, another option. But, like I said, I do think Nate Diaz would be like, hey, you know that BMF title that they that they gave you okay well let's run it back again you know let's yeah. let's redo let's redo that fight you know yeah i you know what i find hard to believe i find hard to believe that you know nate diaz is is uh is this bad is this bad fighter you know he's like you know he's you know he's had his you know he's had his moments where he, you know he's the best of the best you know and he he talks all this game but he's vegan. What? Yeah. What? This man said, eat your vegetables yesterday. What? Nate Diaz, how? No, there's no way, dude. There's no way. There's just no way. It doesn't... That don't cope with my brain, man. It just doesn't cope with my brain. I can't. I'm like, dude, how can you smoke... How can you smoke weed and do all this, but you're vegan? What? It's 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 insane. It's mind blowing. It's crazy. Um. Yeah, but that's hypothetically how I see it. That's who I would want to see Masvidal fight against. I mean, I would like to see him fight Nate Diaz for the second time, because then if yeah. we can finish off or kind of build that trilogy again, keep keep that trilogy going. And honestly, if they fight again, 
if Masvidal and him fight again, because by far that's also one of my favorite. Um, it's also one of my favorite UFC posters. Is is their fight that when they had their fight in November? Um, yeah, that, that yeah. the fight between Masvidal and Diaz is all fireworks. No matter you what. know, you know what you know what it is, and you know what I think plays a big part in it is you know they're both. They're both from the, sh- in a sense, they're both from the streets. They both grew up in the streets, you know. Obviously, yeah. Masvidal grew up fighting in backyards in Florida, and you know Nick and Nate were sitting there in Stockton, you know, doing their own thing in Stockton, California. So, uh, in a sense, man, it's like they're both street fighters. You know, they both have, you know, they both have power. They both have, you know, things that set them things that make them the same and things that set them apart from being the same, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think last time, I think the last time they fought, I think the doctor stoppage was a little eh. Like, I don't, I mean, I get it. It's a safety thing, but Nate wasn't going to, Nate wasn't going to do anything different. He says he was going to do stuff different, but he really wasn't. Let's just, let's just be real on that. I think, I Um, feel like it might've went the distance though. Oh yeah, it was already. I think it was already in the in the ending round when that happened. Uh, I think it was in the fourth or the third. The fourth or the third. I think. I think it was fourth. I remember. I remember it being in the fourth. Um, but yeah, I just you know I really hope that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. That's how I would play things out if I had if I had the ability to sit down with Dana White or the ability to sit down with the matchmakers and they asked me like, Hey, how would you go about this? All right. This is how I would go about it. It's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a very, it's a very easy, easy way to solve this issue right now. Yeah. And it becomes less complicated if you do that way. Yeah. You know, and I feel like no hate to no hate to the matchmaking team, but I feel like they just they kind of rush it sometimes, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um. Also, big news. I don't know if we we didn't get to cover this one yet, but uh, it looks like it isn't all ends for Alistair Overeem yet, and uh, oh, I'm excited about this one. I'm I'm yeah. very much excited about this. Uh, the fact that Alistair Overeem is going back to his roots, and he's going back to kickboxing, glory kickboxing yeah. to be exact. And uh, when he made that announcement, I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "I thought he was done." You know, I thought he was going over to. Uh, I thought he was going over to bare knuckle. Yeah, I- I'm actually so excited to see this. This is going to be insane. This this is good, dude. I I like this. I mean, is it? Is his time up yet? I don't think so. I think he still has a, I think he still has a little bit there. But if bit. you look in MMA, he, he can't really get his striking off. The reason why is because the take the threat of the takedown in kickboxing is oh, much yeah. different. You got the bigger gloves, obviously, and you don't have the threat of the takedown, so it doesn't limit him anymore. Now, oh. he might actually get, do you know who Badahari is? Uh no no. Badahari is like uh, a legend of kickboxing, and um, okay, hit hit him and uh, Alistair fought back in the day. Uh, we could get to see oh, the rematch of that. Okay. 
so little so little grudge little little rematch little rematch action going on yeah i know I, obviously you've got the champion uh rick overhoven as well heavyweight yeah champion. i i've seen i've seen the heavyweight champ over there he is man is a different breed yeah um yeah but yeah i'm i'm excited for i'm excited for uh for Overeem to make that to make that return back, you know, maybe that's what yeah. he needs. Maybe he maybe he needed to get away from from the UFC for a little bit, cause yeah, and it's a multi year deal. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, so I didn't like I didn't really get years. to I didn't really get to read all of the all of the agreement for it. You know, I only saw that you know he signed back with them, and that uh that he's gonna be making the making his return back over there. Yeah, it's such a good signing for Glory, definitely. Oh yeah. Um, also, big news coming out of uh this past like press event, and obviously, I always love the hype up to to big pay per views because obviously, whenever they talk to Dana White, Dana White always tends to kind of give us uh give us some dates to look forward to, some fights to look forward to that are later in the year, and. Uh, pre Dana White told somebody at ESPN on the when they asked him, they asked him about a question because they asked him. Uh, all this really conspired by they asked him how how the uh the Ultimate Fighter uh rates were doing, like how how the ratings are doing on that, and uh, he said he said that they're doing very well. They're meeting where they should be, and uh, by the way, it's a really good season so far. I love it so far. It's a good season. Um, but yeah, he that they're meeting that they're meeting where they should be, and that uh, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega has has been rescheduled. We have a set uh, pay per view, and we have a set date. So UFC two sixty six on September fourth, Brian Ortega versus Alexander Volkanovsky for that uh, featherweight title. Yeah. Woo, that has heat right there. And I called it last episode when I said, oh, they'll probably make them fight sometime in September. Yeah, definitely. I said September, and I'm yeah. looking. I was right on it. So, um, yeah, Volkanovski, Ortega, September 4th, UFC 266. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm kind of mad it's a little ways away, but uh, yeah. Nobody's running from nobody. Cut the games and let them to fight because obviously this is a big fight for us. Who you got in that fight again? I got Brian Ortega. Only only reason I say Brian Ortega is because I want him to fight Max Holloway. I want I yeah. want that rematch to happen so bad. Yeah, um, I I feel like Brian Ortega is going to be a bit too much for him. I feel like Brian Ortega will. Use his reach, use his new found striking ability, use his <laughs> jiu use his takedown use that, defense. Use that spinning elbow that he used against uh, yeah. Korean Zombie. That was Korean Zombie. Time. Korean Zombie thought he had he had uh, his work cut out easy for him and uh, got close to Ortega and Ortega hit him with that. He was like, "Whoa!" He was like, "That was new." Um, yeah, dude. I just like you know that's why I, I don't know if you've been watching the Ultimate Fighter like the new season lately. Um, but just in case anybody hasn't, let's just say right now, Team Ortega is in the lead. And what it is that 
like that I'm seeing from from Volkanovski as a coach is he's not he's not really helping that team in any like I mean he helps the team but he's not helping them in a sense that you know like he like Ortega is Ortega is you know getting in getting in there with his fighters and you know he's kind of telling him like okay well if I do this you're gonna go ahead and do this and he's kind of like teaching them and showing them you know his the way he would be getting trained which is what I love And uh, you don't really see that with Volkanovski as a coach. You know, Volkanovski is, you know, telling these fighters, go, 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 build yourself. And then, you know, when when it comes to fight day, just listen to your corner. And it's like, you know, these fighters are like, okay, I could try to listen to my corner and they can't really listen to him. Well, therefore, you have Ortega, you know, Ortega's Ortega has everything kind of in a set little organized way already. Yeah, definitely. So it's a, it's, uh, it's I, a... I feel like uh, Volkanovski's team can come back in the season. They're not. They're not down too far. They're not down too yeah. far. They're only down a couple losses right now. So I do think that they can come back. It's just like I said. It's just the fact of or it's just the fact of um, Volkanovski having to actually coach his team the right way. Yeah. You, you can see the difference, like, um, what Ortega's done with his team. I feel like he's rallied the team together and made it a, a full-blown team. Oh, and yeah. What uh, Volkanovski's done is set the set the fighters as individuals. So, they're all different fighters, which is quite smart. But, yeah, in a team setting, you have to have a team. So Yeah, you know, because it doesn't... It doesn't... It doesn't work if everybody's not, you know, banded together. You know, it does. Everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to really be on the same chapter and be on the same, you know, be on basically be on the same page. Uh, you can't yeah. have people ahead, and you can't. But then again, this season two is also kind of weird because this season is a mix of bantamweights and middleweights, which is absurdly insane to think that. Why would you have why would you have featherweights coach bantamweights and middleweights? Yeah, it's a bit strange. I feel like it's, you should get featherweights to coach fellow featherweights and you should do another season where waterweights or lightweights stuff like that. You know, and I would I would imagine that, you know, next season, whatever who's who's ever coaching next season, which if it is Colby Covington, if it is Walter if it is if it is going to be Walter Waits, you know, who's who's coaching who? Like, you know, whoever the coach is, is what the, is what the kids, is like what the fighters that are going in there is what they should be. They should be, so it shouldn't be a Walter Waite coach coaching lightweights. It should be lightweight coach coaching lightweights. It should be a middleweight I'm, coach coaching. I'm really coaching. hyped to see who it is going to be coaching because I, I want it to be Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman. The reason why is obviously Kobe Covington's trash talk is just hilarious, and uh, I think with Usman has experience on the show as well. I think with whatever coaching it is, you know, you know who else I wouldn't mind seeing as a coach on there either. And uh, I know for a fact we haven't seen him on there is uh, Dustin Poirier. We could see Dustin Poirier as a coach, dude. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Dustin Poirier and Tony Ferguson as coaches. Oh, that's a good Yeah, that would be that's, pretty cool. That sounds Just like good. a knockoff uh, show. Yeah, uh, they would be good coaches. Um, yeah, but the strange thing is you like to see the coaches fight at the end of the season. So, oh, yeah. You know? My my like I mean, there's so many good seasons of the Ultimate Fighter that I that I you know, you know that I think that... are just good episodes and good seasons and good trash talk, a good build up. I mean, obviously my favorite one is uh is uh Trail Sonnen and oh who did he coach with? Sonnen. It was Sonnen and uh Vandalay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Sonnen and and Vanderlei. Oh man, did they throw did they throw quotes in that one? Uh, that was a good one. Uh, obviously my favorite my favorite season, Connor and Uriah, because that, yeah, that was honestly crazy. that was my favorite season. Uh, that one was good. Rampage uh, and Rashad. Yes, Rampage and Rashad, iconic season uh the first obviously can't go without saying the the first ever season of that show yeah. is just so so important to the basically the rest of the seasons because without that one season we wouldn't have season 29 and all of that so um yeah very very important to have uh Obviously, your first, your first Ultimate Fighter winners and all that. Um, yeah, one of my favorite uh, episodes is when uh, I think it's Forrest Griffin uh, pretending to be a monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a um, episode. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's just like that show in itself is really an important staple to to what it. Um, to obviously like the whole sports, you know, to whole mixed martial arts and all that. Yeah, uh, remember, if it wasn't for the show, the UFC might not have been around today. Oh yeah, dude. You know, um, Henry Cejudo and and uh, Joseph Benavidez. It's also another one of my favorite. Yeah, that was a good one as well. Another favorite season right there. You know, um, even some of the season, even some of the seasons with the. Uh, like I mean, there were there were some of like the middle seasons. I remember that where it was a uh, was Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate, and those two just going back and forth, man. Um, yeah, maybe even Khabib. Who would who? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Khabib as a coach on there. Khabib and Poirier. Nah, you get nah with that. You got to get it. Not Khabib and Poirier. I wouldn't say Khabib and Poirier. I would say. I would say if you could keep them in the same room together, but everybody knows it wouldn't happen. I would say, and I wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, I would say Khabib and McGregor, but I know you're not going to be able to keep them in the same nah. room. No obviously, there's no way you're going to be able to keep them in the same room, uh, just because they they don't. You're gonna have the whole bus incident again, and all that. Not needs just the to same happen. room, the same building. Yeah, you can't keep those two into the same building. <laughs> so that's that's as automatically. Soon as Khabib sees him, I feel like you shoot for a double. Like... No, I just feel like it's just gonna 
it's just immediately going to go to a press conference again, and it's just going to be them talking back and forth, and nothing's going to get done. Yeah. And then obviously you have the whole coaches challenge and all that, and all that's not going to work. It's not going to work. It doesn't work out well. Uh, maybe, maybe Poirier and Chandler. I mean, that could be that could be a good coaching. That's a good shout. That would be a good one. Good. That would be a good one. Uh, team Team Chandler and Team Poirier. Poirier uh, has, I think Poirier has done the ultimate fight. Oh no, that was Eddie Alvarez. Uh, Poirier and Gaethje no. would be a good shout. Ooh, that would be good. Coach Gaethje and Coach uh, Poirier. That'd be pretty G- good. already done one with Eddie Alvarez. Did he do one with Eddie Alvarez? Yeah. He's already been a coach? In, I think 2018. Wait, Gaethje's already been a coach on Ultimate Fighter? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, dude, there's just a lot of people that uh that you can go ahead and, you know, throw in there as coaches. Kevin Holland, that would be pretty cool. If you can find somebody for him to coach, like somebody for him to coach with, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Holland on there. I think that would be a disaster. <laughs> No, that would just make, dude, honestly, that would just make that show 10 times better. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> um, there, you, there you go. You can get, oh, Adesanya hasn't been a coach either, though. See, dude, like, there's so many fighters that haven't been coaches. You know? You know. Yeah. I'm telling you. Kevin Holland, and if he loses this weekend, Marvin Vittoria as coaches on Ultimate Fighter. There you go. Ship it out. That's a million-dollar idea, Dana. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think Marvin Vittori, as soon as the fight starts, do you think Marvin Vittori is going to come straight out of the gate? Oh, he's going to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's going to, as soon as that fight, as soon as, as soon as they say, go ahead, Marvin's going to come out on raw aggression. I already know it. Which is and, honestly, and, I feel like it's stupid and idiotic to do that, especially against like he, a time striker like Adesanya. He's gonna come out on raw aggression, and Adesanya, Adesanya is gonna, Adesanya is gonna fight like how he fight, like how he fought against uh, Costa and Romero. He's gonna fight very strategic. He's gonna fight very distanced from himself, and he's gonna know when to time his shots and all of that. So that's how I, that's how I see it playing out. Who who has who do you think has the better chin, Vittori or Costa? Mm, well, what Costa are we talking about? Are we talking about the Costa that fought Adesanya, or are we talking about any Costa in general? Just Costa in general. Okay, Costa in general. I want to say Costa because obviously, you you probably know this too. Uh, Rewind back to when Costa fought Yoel and they had that little slugfest at the end. Yeah. And Yoel kept Yoel was throwing punches and Costa just kept taking them and taking them and taking them. Vittori, on the other hand, he doesn't he doesn't have anything to show. I hate to say it. I hate to be that person, but it's the truth. That is why I'm trying to get through the people of TikTok and the people through Instagram that are saying, oh, 
uh, Adesanya is going to get Adesanya is going to get slept in in this round, or he's going to get slept in this round. What is on what is on Marvin Vittori's resume that is not on uh, Adesanya's resume? Yeah, there's I no, feel like if if he doesn't have the chin that he says he has, I feel like he could get knocked out in the first round. Or Tiki old in the first He one. said, uh, Vittori said that Izzy was on something last time. <laughs> yeah, but Vittori's part for something as well. He's on something. Like, dude, there's no reason why you should be getting that mad. <laughs> like, I just, like, dude, I, I can't respect him. I don't understand the words that he's saying half the time anyways. <laughs> uh, honest opinion, do you think Adesanya was on something? No, God, no, dude! Come on. Yeah, he's too skinny. He's 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 fun. He's way too skinny. Now, I mean, I know people are gonna people are gonna go on the offense and say, "Oh, well, he could have he could have been on what John Jones was on." No, maybe I mean maybe, but who knows? But yeah, but if you look what John Jones when John Jones tested positive, he got exponentially bigger. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Adesanya wasn't bigger. Yeah, you know, in in the fight against in the fight against Costa, Adesanya wasn't bigger. If anything, if anything, dude, uh, Costa was. Costa yeah. was way way bigger than Adesanya in that fight. And whatever whatever that is that Costa drinks, because <laughs> God, I don't know what it is. Um. The void oh, rage man. juice. Yeah, dude, it must be. It must be because that's what Adesanya told Vittori. He was like, "It's all." Oh, he goes, "It's just uh, roid rage." <laughs> I was like, oh. "Like, dude, I just I don't know between those two, man. I don't know. I can't. You can't understand any words that Marvin says." So it's like, dude, I don't know why you're yelling at him. Like, he don't care. You shouldn't care either. Um. I saw a meme that he said he looked like the guys on the Goonies. Dude, that was Darren Till. That was all Darren Till's doing. I swear it was. It doesn't. Okay, that's the thing that doesn't. That doesn't like you know. That doesn't make anything better. Is this is this is why I this is why I keep saying it. This is purely the reason why I keep saying that Marvin Vittori come Saturday is going to be fighting off of rage. Because of Darren Till and because of everything Izzy is putting this man through, he cannot handle it. And he is going to fight off in pure rage. Yeah. Because <laughs> ever since this fight was announced, Darren Till has done nothing but memes about the thing, about the guy from the Goonies. And it is pissing off Marvin Vittori. I know it yeah. is. <laughs> but, I mean... About the internet, um, uh, I was thinking recently... Um, in terms of boxing, uh, Jake and Logan Paul have actually done a lot for boxing in terms of like the internet aspect. Um, uh, I feel like they've done bad in terms of the actual boxing stuff, but I feel like in terms of the internet aspect, I feel like they've done good. Um, what's your thoughts on um, like younger fighters pursuing uh, YouTube careers as well? Um... Well, obviously, I could tell you this much about this much about the Paul brothers and why 
this this is probably this is probably where the where the one time I will give the Paul brothers credit and that's that's being that's being the way that they are when it comes to promoting fights and promoting their businesses and promoting everything that they do is you know obviously from a start you know from a start whatever these kids have been doing you know obviously uh obviously with Jake being you know a Disney a Disney Channel kid and you know all that <laughs> and then yeah you know Logan Paul having millions and millions of subscribers on YouTube you know they've built this platform both brothers have they've built this platform very well that where whatever they do they have a structure that structure being their youtube channels and that's how they're basically able to feed feed into you know the hype and the realization of what they're doing you know cuz you know when you look at it this way when you look at it this way logan paul is logan and jake are both very talented when it comes to selling fights I, I yeah, hate definitely. saying it, but it's very true. It's very, very true. They are very talented. And they know it. They know exactly what they're doing. They're they're not strangers to it. They know how to sell fights. They know how they know the proper ins and outs of it. But as far as you know, as far as you know, up up and coming fighters. I mean, I would. I would assume that obviously because we know boxing. And we say boxing is a dying sport. I would I would honestly tell those younger fighters to just hey take over try to take over boxing as much as you guys can. I mean you guys aren't gonna bring it back to its to its livelihood. Let's just be real with that. But you guys also aren't gonna beat places like the UFC right now, where the UFC for the last year for the last year has been striving. You know, yeah. When when was the last time? Let me ask you this: When was the last time you could say, "Oh man, the UFC is is on a is on an immediate, you know, is on an immediate tear." You know, every time, every weekend, from every weekend, when was the last time you can ask yourself, "Wow, every weekend has been a super stacked fight card"? Well, in terms of boxing. Well, in terms of boxing and, I mean, in terms of just fighting sports, you know, this, like, like we said, dude, last year, last year was, obviously last year was super rough because, you know, everything with the whole pandemic and that stopped, that stopped a lot of major sports. It stopped NBA, it stopped NFL, it stopped baseball, it stopped all of that, you know, but who took that flag and was like, no, we're going to lead the charge. Don't worry. Watch this. Yeah. Definitely, Places the like, UFC is dominating every fighting sport out Oh, there. right now, for a fact, UFC yeah. said, oh, all you other places are stopping? Not me. I'm going to pick up this flag and I'm going to go. And sure, uh, surely enough, we had boxing come back. You know, it's not where it's at. But like I said, uh, I would assume that most of these, whatever's going on on TikTok, and YouTube lately or whatever it is at TikTok and YouTube boxing fight. I think it's a bunch of BS, honestly. I think it's yeah. I I think it's fake. 
that's just that's where I stand on it. And I'm I'm to the point on TikTok where I'll tell people on TikTok, you guys are you guys are believing in fake fighters. Like what what is this? What does this come down to, you know? No, there's people out there that actually think these guys are real fighters and it's that's ridiculous. that's that's where that's where I'm that's where I'm shocked at and that's where I'm mind blown at is you know, you have these people that are like, you know, I don't I don't know any other YouTubers or TikTokers that are fighting. But, you know, you have you know, you have this you have this I don't want to say TikTok is a cringy platform. I used to say that, but it I mean, I can't really say that because I'm on TikTok, so obviously. Um, you have these platforms and these platforms are, you know, these platforms are I get these platforms are built to express yourself, express your feelings and all that. Yeah. But man, I can't do that when I see fake fighters and they think that they're the realest of reals, you know? Yeah. Bryce Hall, there we go. That's the kid's name. That that's the kid's name that thinks he's all this. And it's like, dude, I can't take you serious because there are serious fighters out there. Obviously, you know, these fighters that do this for a daily, that do this on an in and out on a constant basis, you know. They've given up some of the most sentimental things to them, you know. They have, they have the knowledge, and they have the the like, you know. They have everything that they need, you know. There's fighters that do this on a daily. They aren't. They're not just doing it because they want to do it for for the clout and for the fame, you know. They want to do it because this is what their this is what their life depends on, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Younger fighters like myself and other young fighters around the world, it, it's quite it's quite sad to see when these guys are getting the most attention uh, out of everybody, and they they're not even real fighters. Like, yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very like, you know, if if in a sense. If if in a sense I can go back and tell my 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 past self that now that I'm now that I know what it, as much as I know about sports, yeah, and you know I don't I don't bash all sports. You know I I'll watch you know I'll watch any sport. I don't care. Sports is sport. But yeah. if I could go back and tell my past self, hey, boxing in the next couple of years is going to be trash. Don't watch it. My past self would be like, oh no, you're lying. There's no way. And sure enough, now that we're here, it's like, okay, boxing is so whack and so weird. It's like, I'm not even going to question it. Yeah. You know, Chael Sonnen made a video earlier that I get to watch, but he said uh, Tyson apparently wants to box again. And it's like, dude, come on. Really? Yeah. But but before his Roy Jones exhibition, let's say, um, he was out the ring for 15 years. Uh, I feel like that the Roy Jones uh like exhibition fight was good uh for boxing, but I, oh, feel I like, thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel, but I feel like if he's going to do the like legends v legends, I feel like that's bad for the sport, bad for legends legacy. Oh, it's, it's very, it's very bad, and it 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 would have never. The whole thing with Tyson doing the legends only, or the legends league, whatever it was called. Yeah, it would it would have never worked out the way Tyson would want it to work out. 
Yeah. And th- those words directly right there that I just mentioned are words exactly from Chael Sonnen himself. He said, oh, it'll never work. Here's why. Gave you the whole list of reasons. You yeah. know? Yeah. Then another thing that gets me, that kind of gets me going about it, is you have people, you have people like Oscar De La Hoya, which when it comes to talking about this bozo and this clown... <laughs> I can't talk about this guy without getting heated, so I'm not going to say anything too much about it, but he basically yeah, cocaine isn't cheap, in the words of Dana White gets on Instagram the other day and is like, oh, I would knock out Canelo if we fought first round knockout by me, and I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 hold on, you are about the cringiest, most—I don't even have a word to, word to announce, word to say to this, like how to, how to say it. But basically, the most cringe-worthy guy out there, who constantly, on a constant, messages Dana White, "Let me fight George St. Pierre. Let me fight George St. Pierre." It's like, dude, no, you don't want that. George St. Pierre don't even want that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Stop trying to say you're going to knock out Canelo. Be real with yourself. You're not going to do anything. You're going to find you're going to find something out there and you're going to stick to that. Don't start coming over here talking to Canelo like that cuz Canelo will put you out. Yeah, definitely. Um so, the funny thing is, uh I don't know if you remember, uh, he was doing commentary for the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren oh, boxing match and he was uh he was high, he was drunk on the commentary. It was the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen. Oh dude, it is. And and it and it is, dude, because obviously obviously you wanna be able to you you wanna be able to sell your fight. You wanna be able to promote it in all the right ways, dude. You know, that place that place in itself where they had the Ben Askren and Jake Paul fight. That place in itself just needs to all just go away. Everything about it. Yeah. Like the fake titles, the the fake titles, the fake commentary team, everything just needs to get completely cut, completely go away. It's just how that's how bad it is. Uh what you know, trailer? Just, what happened? Trailer. Trailer fight club. Yeah, okay, yeah. That yeah. all that needs to just go. <laughs> Everything about it. Um, that's why what I love is when uh Logan Logan was fighting Floyd and they kind of panned to the crowd real quick. Uh Jake was doing the he that's it, that's it. He beat Floyd, he beat Floyd. The commentator told them one of the commentators told them because it was on showtime, obviously. So he obviously, like, the camera panned over and it was like, oh, like, Logan beat Floyd. Uh, Logan beat Floyd. Like, that's all Jake was saying. And the commentator was like, oh, shut up. Like, stop. And he told him to shut up. And, like, I don't think Jake heard it, obviously, because what the commentary team is saying is, like, obviously to the broadcast. So I don't think he heard it. But it made me laugh because it was just like, oh, shut up. And then, like, they panned away. And I was like, thank you. I was like, finally, like, somebody told him something. The, the funniest thing is, uh, when it was like the fifth round, uh, Jake put uh, obviously, uh, Floyd's dominating. Well, just 
taking it easy on Logan and dominating him. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jake Paul, uh, they panned into him uh, uh, in the crowd. And he was like, uh, um, Logan's beating Floyd Mayweather. He's up 3 2. <laughs> three two rounds, uh, and uh, and and it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, dude, see, man, like, okay, honestly, I just, I can't get behind him, dude. I can't get behind Jake Logan. Logan's had his moments with me. I've I've had I've had those moments where I'm just like, I can't stand this kid. All right, this kid's not too bad. Like, you know, it's whatever. He got knocked out by by uh. Like Costa though, I thought that was great. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I remember yeah. watching that video and everything. He shows he got knocked out by Costa and he said, Did I win? And they were like, Yeah, you won. I was like, Oh, I was like, they told him that he won, but he didn't. I was like, that's kinda uh, Yeah. In that video uh, as well, um they done wrestling and if you look at the video, Logan has actually some skill. Yeah, he ha- he's a very skilled wrestler. Unlike unlike Jake, he is a very and I think if I think if he makes his MMA debut because he says he wants to get into MMA at least once in once in his life he wants to step into the octagon at least one time I think if he does that it'll probably be on Bellator and I would imagine Bellator's president would most likely give him an easy fight but not too easy you know, something kind of challenging, you know? Yeah. You know where else I think Logan might dominate at, too, if he if he had his shot, if he had his chance? Um, Submission underground. I feel like he could dominate there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like he potentially could, could hold something down there, you know? Yeah, definitely. His, his biggest, like, you know, obviously... Uh, speaking of that, real quick, we got Bellator tonight. Tonight, I believe. I believe could be wrong. What's tonight? The eleventh. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Friday today. Uh, we got Bellator later on tonight. I think it's uh Diego Lima. I think Lima's fighting. Uh, shit, I don't really have that fight card set up, but I know there's Bellator. I think so. What Diego Lima's fighting? Yeah, I think I think he's fighting tonight on Bellator. <laughs> I'm an, I'm a, I'm one of the biggest MMA fans ever, and I still didn't know the Diego Lima's fan. No, dude. Like, honestly, that's that's basically how I got. Like, obviously, I hold myself on being a Connor fan, and Connor isn't like, yes, Connor's what got me into MMA. I don't like. Okay, Connor got me into MMA, but so did like. When I started researching different fighters, Diego Lima was the second one I came across. And I was like, oh, dude, he's awesome. So I've always had, you know, I've always followed Diego Lima a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, man is, a, man is crazy. I like him as a fighter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like, him as a, I like him as a fighter. So, yeah, Bellator tonight. And then uh, UFC 263 tomorrow. Or 260, whatever it is. 263, whatever it is. Um, Is it 260? It's 263, right? It's not 264. 263, I think. 263? Okay. 
Um, yeah, so UFC tomorrow, Bellator tonight, PFL yesterday night, and then I think that's it for everything that we need to cover. Wise, long episode, very long episode, and that makes up for that makes up for last week's episode for last week's episode being so short again. But uh, okay. So uh, yeah, Jake, I think we covered everything pretty well, and um. I'm just excited to see what happens tomorrow. I'm, you know, it's always that night before Saturday when you when you know when you go to bed and it's like you're so nervous because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. By the way, I haven't made my fight picks on ESPN yet, so when I make my fight picks, <laughs> let everybody know when I make those. Um, well, so obviously, tomorrow, I I feel like it's gonna be fireworks either way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be fireworks tomorrow. Um, but yeah, guys, we will be back on Friday to cover all of this crazy madness and everything that goes on. Jake, I'll have you back here on Friday. Yep, and I will see you guys in the next episode later.